Amen. So if you could tune to your Bibles, amen. Some of us do it digitally. Some of us have the hard copy, amen. But if you could turn to your book of Exodus chapter 13, 17 through 22 is what we'll cover. And I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. Amen. And you might hear some things today in today's message that you might feel like Pastor spoke on. Pastor Quillen spoke on last Sunday. And yes, there might be a little bit of a, of a, a somewhat of a... Uh, some message here or some words that you may hear or some popular people in the Bible that may you may have heard of last week But there's nothing wrong with that. Amen because we can always pull a message from a message. Amen. Amen. So Exodus 13 Chapter 17 the Bible says this Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go That God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines or the Philistines Although that was near, amen, it was near, meaning it was a short path. It was closer. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led the people round by way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. For he had placed the children of Israel under solemn oath, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here with you. So they took their journey from Sukkoth and camped beneath them at the edge of the, of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. So as to go by day and night, he did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for another morning full of your love, your kindness, and your mercy, and your grace that is sufficient. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for bringing your people to this church, Lord God, to hear your word. Lord, and I thank you for those that are tuning in from home, Lord. And I ask that wherever we may be, Lord, that you would touch their heart today, Lord God, and that you would speak to them, Father. Because I believe this word has a message for everyone that is in the stages of giving their life to Christ and those that are following him today, Lord. And I pray this in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Church, I want to, you know, before I get into today's message, I want to just uh, talk to you guys about a little, uh, a little gadget, right? a little device we call an iPhone. Some of us have Androids. Amen. But, um, you know, when we're on our way to a destination we don't quite know, or we don't know where we're going, we don't know where this place is, we use a little uh, app called Google Maps. Amen. I'm sure many of you are familiar with it, amen, and when we don't know where we're going, we'll punch in the destination on our phones or our device, amen, and it'll lead us, amen, right, to the place or the destination on which we're going or which we desire to go to, amen. But has anybody ever punched in heaven on their Google map? Has anybody ever punched in how do I get to heaven, amen? You see, these little devices are very helpful. Yes, they are, but none of them can get you to heaven. Amen. The only thing that can get you to heaven is the word of God and God himself. Amen. And although the device is very helpful for many of us, let's, let's take an example. If I was to punch in, hey, I want to go to, um, let's just say it, Phoenix Suns, right? They play over at the, I don't know what they're calling it now, the footprint or whatever it is. They changed the name of the, the Coliseum. Um, but anyway, if you were to punch it in, it would give you different routes. Amen. It'd give you three different, most of the times it gives you three different routes on which you can take to get there. And each one of them has 9 minutes, 12 minutes, or 15 minutes, amen? 
And we all know we want to get there quick. I want to get there the fast way. Amen. I want to get there today. I want to get there in a timely manner. I want to be the first one on the scene. Right? Amen. Amen. We want that. We want to know, hey, you know what? There's a 12-minute route. I don't want to take the scenic route, especially in Arizona. It's desert. There ain't much to see. Amen. So we want to get there fast. Amen. So it is on getting to heaven. Amen. So it is on our destination, which is heaven, the promised land. Amen. Amen. And when we look at the book of Exodus, we see that God heard the cry. God heard the people of Israel crying out to him and saying, Lord, deliver us from our Egypt. Deliver us from a place of bondage. Deliver us from a place of slavery, Lord. Amen. And the Lord heard him. Amen. And the Lord takes them on a journey as we read. But he doesn't take them the short way. He doesn't take them on the nine-minute path to heaven. Amen. Which is their promised land, which is the land of Canaan. Amen. We know it to be the land of Canaan, which is their promised land, the land of milk and honey. Amen. A place that can give you everything you need. Amen. The place where you have no worries. Everything you need is there and it's provided. Amen. So, so God is our Google map. Amen. God is our GPS to heaven. Amen. His word, amen, that we need to break down and rightly divide will get us there. Amen. But we have to put forth the effort. Amen. Amen. So I want to talk about that path. I want to talk about getting to your promised land, getting to the land of Canaan. Amen. The land in which God has provided for each and every one of us. Amen. So the word exodus, amen, or the road out, amen. Many of us have been pulled away from our place of slavery, our place of bondage, and we've been placed on this road out, amen. The word itself was adopted into English via Latin from the Greek exodus, which literally means the road out. The Greek word was formed by combining the prefix ex and hodos, meaning road or way, amen. Amen. So the words that define our exodus, our exodus from what? What is, what, what is it that we need to be on the road out from, right? Where, where is God pulling us from, amen? From a life that has us bound in bondage and slavery headed to a devil's hell in eternity, amen? Now that is the prime reason why God does this. He's doing it because he's saving you. As pastor mentioned on Wednesday, Amen. How do I become saved? How do I be saved? Amen. See, God, God wants us to be saved. God wants to preserve our soul for a place in heaven. Amen. But it's, it's us who generally gets in the way of it. Amen. But it's a life without Christ and the truth that sets us free. Amen. And that's, that's where God wants us on, right? He wants us on that path that sets us free, a life of liberty. Amen. In his name, in his will. So many of us here today have experienced this road out. I look amongst those of you that are here today. We are on the road out. Years ago are still on the road in which the Lord has led us through to reach the promised land. There are some listening today that have not made the choice to leave the very place in which God has called us out of. Our very own spiritual Egypt. You might not be physically enslaved. You may not be in bondage per se by someone else. Someone else might not have you captured and in captivity, but you yourself have kept you there. Amen? Because, see, there's a difference between what the Israelites were facing, which was physical, and what we are facing today, which is spiritual. And we need to understand that. We live what we call a spiritual life now when you give your life to the Lord. Amen? And we need to know the difference between both. 
Amen. But we could pull a lot of examples from this scripture that I read today as to what we face and what we go through and where we are in our walk with Christ. Amen. Amen. So some of us, like I mentioned, are still in that place of Egypt in our hearts and our minds. Right. We're stuck in idle. Right. The inactivity. Sometimes it could be laziness, self-indolence to hear the voice of God and move forward to the promised land. Amen. Sometimes we could shut out what God is trying to say to us. God, I don't want that right now. I'm good where I'm at. Today's not the day for me to take that walk. I'm not ready for it today. You know what I mean? Sometimes we're still stuck in that Egypt. So what about the place we have not yet taken the steps of faith to leave? What keeps us from our exodus? And I got three topics I want to talk on today. Three topics that I want to preach to you about today. And the very first one, like I mentioned, is for those of us that are still stuck in our Egypt. Because there are some here today who have not yet given their life to Christ. And they're still stuck in their spiritual Egypt. Amen. And then there are those, the second topic, that have given their life to Christ, but are still in that 40 years of the wilderness. Amen. Who have not quite made it to, I wouldn't say the past the finish line, but right there. So when the, when the glory of God comes, amen, when the Shekinah of glory of uh, God comes, and the rapture is here. We are taken up, amen. But we are right there just waiting for our Lord to call us, amen. But there are some that, that, are, that are there. So there are three topics that I'm going to talk about today. And the very first one I want to speak about is those that are in Egypt, right? It's the choice, like Pastor mentioned last Sunday. We have the power to choose. Each and every one of you has the power to choose. What's keeping you from making that choice? The choice to follow Christ out of our spiritual Egypt is necessary to reach your promise. And that is today's message. That is today's title for the message. It is necessary to reach your promise. Church, it is necessary to reach your promise. You can hear it five different, six different ways, eight different ways, I don't care. But the truth of the matter is, is you need to take that step. And you need to make that choice. And it's up to you to make that choice. But what's keeping you from it? Amen? What's keeping you from making the choice to like Pastor mentioned last week, to serve Christ. What's keeping you from, um, you know, leaving your spiritual Egypt behind? What's keeping you from taking those steps forward? What is it? Is it the comfortability where you are? Maybe it's the thought of, I don't know what's coming, amen? And like I said, we don't have a Google map to say, hey, I know where I'm going. I know where I want to be. I know what God promises me. He promised me a place in heaven, amen, because my Father's house has many rooms, amen, for each and every one of you, amen. As long as you can stick to the path, amen, as long as you can follow his will, amen, and the word of God, he has a place for you in heaven, amen. But when we don't know where we're going or we don't know what to expect, sometimes we don't want to make that step forward. We don't want to take the steps that God has called us to take. So we stay stuck in our Egypt, amen? It's a spiritual place, like I said. We, we no longer uh, think on the spiritual things. We want to think on the natural, amen? And we want to be in the natural because there's so much that the world offers and that my friends offer and that many things offer in the natural that aren't spiritual. And I, and I, and I like them. I like them right now. I don't want to serve God right now. I don't want to serve God right now. But when, ta- when, 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 when the so-called um, stuff hits the fan, amen? Right? When, when the rubber hits the road, amen, meets the road and things get tough, that's when we start to call out, just like the Israelites did, amen? amen? The Israelites called out to the Lord and they said, Lord, deliver us. Oh, we need you now. Oh, Lord, come get me. 
Come get me. Come save me. Send somebody to save me. Send somebody to lead me. Hallelujah, Lord. Let it be yourself, whatever it may be. Just deliver me from a place of Egypt. Amen. Deliver me from a place of bondage. Amen. And we, that's when we scream out when we're in desperate need. But when we're not in desperate need, we don't want the Lord in our life. So we tend to stay in our place of Egypt. Amen. We stand to play, stay in a place where we don't need God and where God won't come and visit us anymore. Amen. That's where a lot of us are sometimes in the world. That's where a lot of us find ourselves before we take that step to serve the Lord. Amen. And it's a difficult choice for a lot of people. I myself didn't know of God. I wasn't raised in the church. But over 11 years ago, I found myself crying out to the Lord in my pickup truck. Screaming out to God, saying, God, there's got to be more than this. There's got to be more than this. The only thing I had to my name was a truck that my brother gave me. I didn't have a place to live. I didn't have nothing to my name. I was a dope addict. I was struggling. I had no means, no ways. I mean, for some of it, I was surprised that my family was even willing to help me for the things that I've done to them. Right? I burned bridges. But I thank God today that he put it in their heart to give me another chance. Yeah. Because God gives us all another chance, amen? He gives you all another chance. But I, but, I, but I do warn you. I do warn you to be careful on those bridges that you burn. Because when you go on the path to serve Christ, it's not that easy to return back onto that bridge that you've burned to talk to them about Christ. Because they don't want to hear from you. And they don't want to hear about what your God can do because of the things that you've done to them. Amen? But some of us, like I said, we stay in that place. We choose not to leave that place. We don't, and, and, and believe me, when I say Egypt, for you young man and young woman today, Egypt is your Arizona. For those of you tuning in, it might be wherever you sit. It might be your living room, your bedroom, whatever it is that you cling to, that you find as your solitary place, the place where I could be me. Amen. The place where I can find myself where nobody bothers me, where you shut the rest of the world out. I, I, I just, I, just I, I warn you to not let that be the place because that's not where God wants you. It might be a place where you can find peace of mind for a few minutes, but you got to step out of that place. And when you step out of that place, you then enter the wilderness. Amen? And when I say you step out of that place, you step out of that place spiritually by giving your life to the Lord. Amen? Not stepping out of it physically like I walk out of my door and into the kitchen where mom and dad have a meal for me. Amen. Where I can go and eat. And I can then go back to my room and get a good night's rest, play my video games, and then just go to school tomorrow. Or maybe, you, maybe you're out of school already. Maybe you got a job, right? And your parents are providing that roof over your head. Amen. Or somebody else is. Amen. And, and you're able to just live life there. Amen. With no, with no cause, no reason. Again, I just want to make sure that you understand that it's a physical place that you're in, but it's spiritually that God is talking to you about today. It's a spiritual place that God is trying to remove you from, and he's trying to place you on a path, the road, your road, your way, the exodus from a physical, natural life without Christ to a life with Christ. Amen? Amen? So we got to make sure that we know where we are and those things that we struggle with, whatever it may be. Each one of us has a different struggle. Sometimes it's the same, amen? Sometimes we struggle with the same things, don't get me wrong. But deep down inside, the root cause of some things are different for all of us. And we, and we tend to hold on to that. We don't want to let it go. 
We, like I said, we, we, we don't know how to have forgiveness in our heart. We don't know how to let those things go. And every time we think about it, every time someone brings it up, it tears off that Band-Aid and that wound opens back up and we stay stuck in idol and we stay stuck in that place where we're not able to get to a spiritual calling or a spiritual place, a place of Egypt, a place that is God is bound and in bondage. Amen. But then we move on to point two. And this is a place where many of us find ourselves, especially those of us who've given our life to Christ. The wilderness. Amen? The wilderness. We know that they stayed in the wilderness for many years. How many years, Brother Frank? 40 years. Amen? 40 years. Now, that doesn't seem out of the question today, does it? Right? A lot of times when we look at biblical ages and how these guys, how these women and these men of the Bible can live up to 700, 900, 400 years of, of age. But right now, 40 years doesn't seem very far from where we are today. And I know many people and myself that have struggled with those 40 years in the wilderness. Amen. God has pulled us out. He's delivered us. He's given us a way. He's given us his word. He's given us. A pastor, he's given us reverends and ministers and brethren in the church to help guide us and deliver us and move us and lead us. And for the Israelites, he provided Moses. And pastor talked about it last week, right? When he talked about how Moses then handed and passed the torch, amen, passed the torch to Joshua. And Joshua had to lead the people out of, uh, not out of Israel, but he had to lead them into the land of Canaan, right? The promised land. Or he didn't lead it out of Egypt, I'm sorry. But nonetheless, what I'm saying is, man, you know what, Pastor? Hold on, I'm going to rewind. Because when you were speaking on that last week, it really hit home. And I said, man, I got to give it to Joshua. Because he knew how those people were whiners, criers, murmurers, backbiters. He knew everything that they went through. He knew everything that they talked about because he was right in there with it. And he still stepped up to the plate. He still stepped up and said, you know what? Somebody's got to do it. If it's not going to be just my family, I'm going to try to take everybody. And he stepped up and he led them. He led them the rest of the way. But let's talk about the Israelites. Because we could be the Israelites, amen? We could be them. Amen? We could definitely be them. The Israelites. Man, God heard their cry, sent Moses. He sent Moses. He said, man, Moses, he's like, I need you to go and get my people. And this is what you're going to tell them. This is what you're going to do. You ain't going to give them the details. He's like, don't give them the details. Because he didn't have one of these devices. He didn't have Google Maps. Amen. He's like, don't give them the details. Don't tell them how I'm going to get them there. Don't tell them what they're going to experience. Don't tell them what's on the way. Because you know why? If you knew what was going to happen, if you knew how God was going to get you there, you wouldn't make that choice. Amen. And I think that's why some of us are still in our spiritual Egypt. Because we don't know. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what's around the corner. And if you knew that God was going to take you the long way around, amen, to the Red Sea, the wilderness on the edges of it. And some, some versions say the desert, you would say, God, why don't you take us straight through? Why don't you take us on that nine-minute path? Why am I going 40 years around? Amen? Now, don't get me wrong. The 40 years is because of their struggles and the things that they did that weren't, weren't appealing to God. Amen? Because they couldn't get over themselves. Amen? They couldn't get over the things that, uh, that God was taking them through. But my point is, is that we want the direct path to something. And sometimes God's got to take us somewhere else. Amen? Sometimes he's got to take us around. Because we don't know what to expect. We don't know what's to come. We don't know what's on that short path. 
Amen. And the Bible tells us this. Amen. The Bible tells us this in the book, in the book of Exodus chapter 13. It says that he didn't take him, the Israelites, right? You and I were being taken out of our Egypt to the planet, to the promised land. Amen. But he takes us around. He didn't take us through that direct path where the Philistines were. Amen. He says, lest the people see war and return back to Egypt. Because some of us in our beginning stages of our walk with Christ, we're not ready to experience that war, that spiritual warfare. We're not ready to experience those things that God is pulling us away from again in our lives. We're not ready to face that Philistine giant. All of you know there was a giant, amen, by the name of Goliath, and he came from the Philistine army, amen. We're not ready to face some of those giants, and God knows this about all of us. He knows that, hey, I very rarely, and I'm yet to see it, does anybody know exactly how to fight every battle that's going to be thrown their way? So I got to take them around all of that. I got to take them away from all of that, and I got to put in them a new wineskin. Amen? Amen? So he's like, like, you know what? If I take you on the direct path, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to experience some adversity. And you're going to bail out and you're going to run back to the places that you know. You're going to run right back to the places that you're comfortable with. Amen. And I could tell you right now, I'm guilty of it. I will sit right here and say, I have no shame in saying I'm guilty of it. Because when I first started my walk, I went right back to where I thought I was strong enough to go see. And I was not ready yet. I was not ready for it yet. And I thank God that he pulled me back out of that and he put me right back on the straight and narrow path. And he can do that for each and every one of you. And I don't encourage you to go back there unless you're ready to fight the fight. Unless you have the word of God in your heart. Unless you're ready with the spiritual gift that God can give you and the unction of the Holy Ghost that can direct your path. Because I can tell you right now that you're going to fall. You're going to fall and you're going to fail. It is okay to fall and fail, but it's not okay to go backwards. You got to dust yourself off and move forward. And one thing I always tell everybody that I come across, that when you fall, fall forward. Fall on your face and fall in repentance to the Lord. Do not fall back. Fall forward. Get up and dust yourself off and move forward. But what about the Israelites, right? They struggled. Forty years, the Bible says, they struggled. Many miracles. They see many miracles and still were like, Moses, what is up? What, What are you doing? What is wrong with you? You're leading us on this path. God is leading us this way. And now we're about to die from the Egypts, uh, the Egyptians, Pharaoh, because they're, they're following us. They're, they can see them coming. They're right behind us. Amen. They're right behind us. And you just led us to our death. You pulled us out of Egypt. And now they're, now they're chasing us. And we're about to die. And God, God opens the Red Sea. Amen. God opens the Red Sea. He gives Moses, um, you know, the power in which he divides the Red Sea and the pillar of cloud. And I don't want you to forget the pillar of cloud today and the pillar of fi- the fire, amen, because that's very important for today's message. But God gets, be- gets between the, Egypt, the uh, Pharaoh and the Egyptian uh, army, and he gets between the people of Israel. And he makes sure that they make it through that Red Sea splitting, amen. And that was one miracle that they experienced. But they still had the nerve. They still had the nerve to ask Moses, Moses, what, 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 what's going on? I don't get it. Why is God taking us down this path? And these guys are about to kill us. We just came from there. It would be better, Moses, if we stayed in Egypt and just served them. It would be better if we just stayed there in our bondage and our slavery and died by the wayside. It would have been better. It would have been way better, Moses. 
Why, why would God do this? Why are you doing this? Amen. Like I said, many miracles. Many miracles. God turns the bitter water to sweet water so they can drink it because they complain that the water was bitter. Oh, Moses, God brought us this long way, this long journey. He brought us through all of this, and now we're going to die of thirst. Oh, my God, we're going to die of thirst. First, they're going to kill us, and God delivered us. Now we're going to die of thirst because we're in the wilderness and in the desert. Uh, God, God, this is what God wants? This is what God wants from us? Right? Now, these are physical things that the Bible is telling us about. But for some of us, it's not literally that. I know a lot of you today are not dying from somebody trying to kill you. Some of you are not dying today because of thirst. Amen? You're not dying because of a physical thirst. And if you are, please come see us. We'll make sure you get what you need. It's a spiritual thirst. And it's a spiritual enemy that is after you. And that is trying to deter you from getting to your promised land. And is trying to do all it can and put as much adversity and many obstacles in your way. So that you lose sight on where God is taking you. Amen. Amen. And then sometimes we could just be stubborn old fools. Amen. We could just be stubborn. And say this is not how I prefer to get to heaven. Amen. This isn't how I want to go. I I mean Lord I I don't want to do it by foot. I don't want to do it in my hoopty. Lord I want to do it in a nice ride. Lord as a matter of fact if you could put Red Bull wings on my back I'd love to fly there. Amen. 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 So there are a lot of ways that we would prefer to get to heaven. Lord, why can't it be my way? And the Lord says, because if it was your way, you wouldn't be here today. Because if you really want to know, read my Bible. But you got to rightly divide the word to understand what God is trying to tell you. Sometimes he doesn't plainly put it out there for you. Amen. He wants you to read it. He wants you to study it. And he wants you to know that most of the times it's not the enemy. It's the inner me that gets on the way. Amen? It's the inner me that causes my problems. Amen? And we need to get out of our own way sometimes. Like I said, the Israelites, they backbit. They murmured. And I, I, I can honestly say some of us could do that at times. And if you're sitting here today and saying, that's not me, well, then you're lying to yourself. And we got to be honest with ourselves. Amen? This is a time of reflection. Sometimes when we come in here on Sunday, like Pastor mentioned, we want an encouraging word. We do, believe me, and I don't know how you can't get an encouraging word out of this, but sometimes you feel like somebody's beating on you or somebody's saying something, but the truth of the matter is, is that we need to have a reflecting moment. Amen? We need to reflect. Look in the mirror and say, you know what? Am I really doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Did I hear the word of God? Like I mentioned today, before we started, that God really wants to make sure that your heart is in the right place, your mind is in the right place, and that you can hear him. Amen? Because if you can't do any of that, then you're going to be walking wherever you go. You're going to be walking just wherever it takes you. You'll be lost. You will be lost. So the, Egypt, the, the Israelites, right, they even bit back a third time. Amen? And they, they said, you know, Lord, we're hungry. My God, it's been a long journey. We're hungry. We're hungry. What are we going to do? Moses, we're starving. We're starving. And the Lord provides another miracle. We all heard it before. We know the manna that fell from heaven. And again, they, they complain, what is it? That's what it really means, what is it? But yeah, what, what is this? This is not what I want. It's not what I want, man. This ain't a number seven for McDonald's. This ain't what I want. Lord, what, what, I want more than this. And, whole, and all these times where we're in those 40 years of, of our 
wilderness or on the desert edge, we're, we're busy complaining about what we would want or what we would prefer as a miracle, and we miss the miracle that's right in front of us. We miss the miracle that God has already provided for us. Amen? We can miss that miracle, right, brother? We can miss it. Sometimes we don't realize that it's just the simple things that are right in front of us. That's all we need. We don't need all this crazy stuff to happen. We don't need what we think we want. Amen? God's going to give us what he knows we need and what is right for us to get to our promised land. Amen? That's what's most important. That's what's most important. Is understanding when that miracle that's right in front of you. Amen? Because there is a miracle that's right in front of each and every one of you. You just got to see it. You got to receive it. Amen? You got to receive it. But in order to receive the blessing, you got to receive the lesson. You got to know. You got to know what God is trying to teach you. You got to know what God is trying to say to you. If you don't understand that and you don't know what it is, I ask you and I urge you to get on your knees and ask the Lord to break it down for you. Break it down for me, Lord. Bring somebody in my life that could break it down for me and teach me and tell me about the miracle that's right in front of me. And that miracle that's right in front of you most of the time is right in the mirror and you're staring at it and it's you yourself. He's already made that miracle happen. You are that miracle. You just need to follow his word. You just need to follow after his commandments. And that's the hardest thing to do, amen? It's following his precepts, following his will. Let us give the Lord a hand praise. I realize that I might be moving a little too fast today. And I have tons of notes to cover, but I feel it in my spirit to just keep moving forward and keep moving on target on what what God has given me in my heart. And that is, like I mentioned, right? What's keeping us from our exodus? What's keeping us in our wilderness? Amen? I'm not going to ask for... for uh, uh, everyone to raise their hands today and tell me where you are in your walk with Christ. Or maybe you're not even walking with Christ today. Maybe you haven't yet given your life to Christ. Maybe that's something that you're still making a decision on. Maybe that's something that you don't even want to think about. Maybe, maybe somebody has you here today and you're doing it out of respect, amen? But I can tell you that you don't, you're not here by chance. That God has brought you to hear this word. And because he wants you to know that he loves you and he cares for you. And that he wants to remove you from your exodus. I mean, he wants to remove you from your Egypt, amen. That place that you have, you have been in bondage and you've been in slavery. And maybe you don't feel you are, but I could tell you, you will be there someday. I could tell you from experience that you will be there someday. Because nobody can avoid this. Nobody is exempt from this. Not one person. And some of us are still in that wilderness. Because we find it difficult to get out of it. Amen? Because the things that we thought God was going to do in our lives had not yet happened. And we find ourselves struggling. And we say, God, I don't know if I want to continue to serve you. And that is your spiritual wilderness today if that's where you are. God, I don't know if I want to continue on this path. Lord, I just don't know. When you delivered me from that place where I was headed, that devil's hell, Lord, I thought that I was going to experience heaven on a different level. And today, it feels like I'm still in the same place. And God said, oh, that's just your mind playing games with you. That's just the enemy playing games with you. Amen. That's just the what, what the world's going to tell you. Amen. But if you follow my word and you follow my precepts and you've taken those steps to give your life to me, then you best be assured that I'm going to get you to the promised land. That is what the Lord is telling you today. 
And he's telling you today that you just need to stick to it, amen? You just need to stick to it. As hard as it may be and as many challenges that may come across and all that adversity that you go through, it just makes you more resilient, amen? It makes you a stronger Christian. You have to know that. God is telling some of you today that those that are in the wilderness, that just stay on that path. Amen. Stay on, as hard as it may be, stay on that path. Amen. Because that is, that, that is the goal. And as far as I know, he is still the promise keeper. Amen. And he has us on a place, or he has us in a place where he's trying to teach us something. He's trying to teach you something. And it's not just for your benefit. It's for the benefit of those that are to come from, that are to come behind you. For some of us here today, we are the pioneers in our family. We are the ones that are changing the course of history. We are breaking those generational curses. Amen. There are many of us today that are listening, that are here today, that are breaking those generational curses. Amen. You are the one that is going to set the trend in your family to serve Christ. Amen. You are going to be that example. Amen. So keep fighting that fight and keep moving through your wilderness. Amen. And keep proceeding forward because there is glory on the other side of that finish line. There is a place in heaven for each and every one of you. But you've got to stay on that path. It's hard. Sometimes it ain't the beaten path because there ain't many on it. We always say this from the pulpit, right? If it was easy, everybody would do it. If it was easy, everybody would be serving Christ. If it was the funnest thing to do, right? If it was full of all just fun, everybody would be lined up. Matter of fact, I'd have the speed pass, just like at Disneyland and Magic Mountain and all them other places, right? But serving, the, serving God is an amusement ride. It does have its ups and downs. Amen? It does have its valleys and its mountaintops. It does have all that, and that all comes with it. And we just need to understand that. We need to know that it doesn't matter what I go through. Amen? It doesn't matter. I will continue to serve the Lord because I know that he's going to get me through this. And it doesn't seem like it at times. It just seems like, oh, he forgot about me. He forgot about me. I'm just going to go back to Egypt. I'm just going to go back to where I thought it was a lot easier and I didn't have to get up on Sundays. I didn't have to come to church on Wednesdays. I didn't have to come to prayer on Fridays. I didn't have to partake in any men's, women's, or children's, or juniors' events, or anything like that. I didn't have to partake in anything that, was, that dealt with my spiritual side of my walk. Amen. I just had, all I had to do was sit at home and go hang out with my buddies. That's all I had to do. That was a whole lot easier, Lord. I'd rather deal with that because I know if I go through issues and all that, you know, I, I don't have to keep fighting and persevering. But the Lord says, hang on. Hang on to my promise. Hang on to what I've given you. Amen. Hang on to those things that I've delivered you from. Amen. And remember them because they're like a thorn in the side like Paul mentioned. They're to remind you that my grace is sufficient, the Lord says, and that I'm going to get you through anything. So don't worry about it. Don't focus on it. Focus on the now because tomorrow's not promised as we always say. Amen. Don't worry about tomorrow. Yes, have a plan. Have a plan, right? You got to have a plan and you got to have things that you're looking forward to. Yes, but don't be so focused on them that you forget about the now and that you forget about the now. Because right in front of you, it could be something that God has called you to do and God has called you to serve. Amen. Amen. So let's move to the third point. I'm going to move on to the third point because this is, a, <clears throat> this is where we talk about the pillars of, the cl- the pillars of cloud and the pillar of fire. Amen. 
Amen. Anybody know what the pillar of cloud was and the pillar of fire was? Amen. It's the Shekinah glory of God. Amen. And in that pillar of cloud and in that pillar of fire, the Shekinah glory of God is what guided his people. Amen. From out of Egypt into the promised land. Yes, they had a Moses. Yes, they had a Joshua. Yes, prior to them, people had an Abraham and a Noah. Amen. There were people in the Bible that helped lead the people out of uh, captivity or toward God. Amen. Yes, the Bible will speak about many of them. And the greatest example is Jesus Christ. Amen. Who led us through. Amen. And gave us uh, an opportunity to make heaven our home by dying on that cross. Amen. For our sins. Yes. There, are, there is always somebody that God is going to place in front of you to lead you. Amen. But a lot of us today that have been baptized and saved in Jesus' name for the remission of our sins, a lot of us today that God has called us to serve in his kingdom. Amen. We are now the Shekinah glory of God. Amen. Until his second coming. You now have the Lord living in you. Amen. So you now are that representation of the spirit of God. I hope I'm not losing you. See, for the Israelites, there was the Shekinah glory of God that they, they followed by, by day in a pillar of cloud, amen, and by night in a pillar of fire. And that led them to know that, hey, God, the Spirit of God, the Lord is in that cloud. I'm going to follow it, amen. So Moses might be a little off, I feel, but if that's God, I'm following it, amen, amen. And that same pillar of cloud followed them all the way through, amen, all the way through to the New Testament. Uh, actually, before the New Testament is when it left, amen. But it, it used to reside over the tabernacle. And that was considered the Shekinah glory of God. Right? And the tabernacle was a place where the Spirit of God dwelled. Amen? Over the, um, the, the Ark of the Covenant. And when we get into the New Testament, when we get into the new church, which is you and I, we are now the Shekinah glory of God. God lives in you. How many times do we say that? How many times have you heard that? Amen. That greater is he that lives in me than he that is in the world. That is the Lord Jesus Christ that lives in each and every one of you. Each and every one of you has the Shekinah glory of God when you live by his precepts, when you live by his will. And you, brother and sister, those of you listening, are the Moses of this time. Of this time. You are the people of this time. Amen. That must, we must. Go back. If you're strong enough now, if you're right there at that finish line, you're just waiting on the Lord for his second coming to call you up in the rapture. If you're there now, sometimes we need to look back and think about those people that are still in their Egypt. Those people that are once that, that are where we once were. Amen. Yes, God can call them. And God will call them. God will put it in their heart to give their life to the Lord. But they need somebody to help guide them out of there. They need someone. They need a preacher. They need a teacher. They need a sister. They need a brother. They need somebody that can show them the way. Because there is no spiritual Google map. There is the word of God. But how do they know where to get to the promise? How do they know? How do they know? They can read it and they can read it. But if they can't break it down themselves, that's why they need a preacher. That's why they need a teacher. That's why they need a seasoned brother, a seasoned sister to go back and teach them. Hey, let me show you. Let me break it down for you. I don't want to leave you there because I was once there. And I know that somebody came and got me. Somebody came back and got me and said, here, you know what, brother? Grab my hand. Let's go. 
Come with me. I'm taking you to the promised land, amen? We hear that all day long, amen? God can leave us breadcrumbs. Yes, God can leave a trail for us to follow. But if we're looking at it like, what is that? Is that manna? I don't know what that is. I don't know. I'm not going to follow it. Sometimes we need to physically be there for somebody and guide them up out of their spiritual Egypt, amen? And I, I want you to remember that, brothers and sisters. Because a lot of us that have been in the Lord for a while, and maybe, like I said, you're stuck in your, in your spiritual wilderness. Maybe you haven't got out of there. But maybe you have. Maybe you're over here now, and you're just praising the Lord, praising the Lord, praising away, and you're serving the Lord, and you're on fire. But we forgot about the people that are over here struggling, that don't, that don't know how to get out of their Egypt. They don't know how to get out of it. And then we got the people that are going through their wilderness, and they're going through it, and they're like, oh, I'm going to go back this way. I'm going to go back this way. And they're lost. They're lost. They're lost. They don't know how to get to the finish line. And for those of us that made it, we need to go back and get them. You get on your praying knees and you ask the Lord, Lord, give me the strength. Lord, guide me because I'm about to go back. I'm about to go back where you pulled me out of. And I'm going to go get somebody. I'm going to go get somebody that went through the same struggle I went through. And I'm going to drag them out. And I'm going to tell them about the goodness of my God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Yeah, I tend to get emotional up here, but I know where God brought me from. That's why. And I'll never forget that. And then I'll, I'll never get on my high horse. And then I'll never say that I'm too good for anything in the house of the Lord. Because I will serve the Lord from the door to this pulpit. I will serve the Lord. I will do whatever he calls me to do. Because there was somebody out there dying. There is somebody out there falling by the wayside, and there isn't somebody that cares about him. And that's why God saved you and I. That's why God made CRC. So we can go and get those people. So we can go and deliver them. Yeah, we're not the deliverer, but we can show them who he is. And we can speak to them about it. And we can tell them, hey, you know what? Don't worry about it. Just follow me. Because I've been there. And I know. I know what you're going through. I know what you're going through. I've been there. Every one of you has an experience that can relate to somebody on some level. Don't forget that. But you got to connect. You got to get outside of your comfort zone. And you got to speak. And you got to reach the lost. Amen. You got to reach the lost. Because that's what's most important. Amen. It's pulling those out that don't have a place to go in eternity like me and you do. Now, we can forget about them. We can close the door and shut the gate. But what good is that? What good is it to shut the gate on them? What does it do? Is heaven just for you and I? It's not just for you and I. There's many out there. There are children falling by the wayside because the world has just got them in their grasp, teaching them everything they can teach them. I fell, I fell in that same trap. I fell in that same trap. We can do it as... As, as seasoned adults as well. You're never too young, you're never too old to fall victim to the ways of the world or the enemy or the inner me. The inner me. Because majority of our issues, church, majority of our issues, friends and, uh, friends and family visiting us online, is the inner me. The inner me, not the enemy. It's us. We are the biggest problem. We can't get out of our own way. We can't. A lot of times we just, we're the biggest issue in our life. We think it's somebody else. We'll point the finger and say, I got it all figured out. And we forget that it's really us that has caused the problems. Yes. Amen.
Amen. So, I, I mentioned to you guys that you guys are now, those of you who have been baptized in Jesus' name, those of you that are strong, that find yourself strong in the Lord, that find yourselves, you know, built on his foundation, on his word, and that know that, you know what, there is no other way. This is the only way. You can't convince me otherwise. I can tell you right now, if there's many of you that have been in the Lord, how many people have approached you and said, really, you serve the Lord? Why? What's in it? What's in it for you? What's so good about it? And you're like, you have no idea. <laughs> you haven't gone through the world I've gone through. You haven't been through my exodus. And if you did, if you were really truly in my shoes, then you would know why I serve the Lord. And you'll know why there is no other way. Because I've tried every other way. Amen. But you are now the pillar of cloud. You are now the pillar of fire. You are now the one that has to lead those people up out of their Egypt. And pull those that are circling around and around in their wilderness, whether it be stubbornness or it be the miracle that they can't see already. you got to help them through. Amen. you got to pull them out of it. It's up to us to do so. The Bible tells us, amen. The Bible tells us, it says, You, however, are not hidden, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. This is Romans 8, 9 through 11. Now, I'm sorry, but I did not give it to the brothers to put up. But Romans 8, 9 through 11, it says, and, in, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. He lives in you. Amen. He lives in you. He is you. You are the Shekinah glory of God if you're following his will. If you're following his will. If you've done everything God has called you to do. It does not mean you will be perfect. It does not mean that you will not be flawed. But if you can repent daily and you can follow after Christ, he lives in you. And you are now the Shekinah glory of God. And Matthew 5, 13 through 16 says, ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its, 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 its flavor or savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is then henceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. You are the beacon, church. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Yeah. Each and every one of you that's been in Christ, if you are baptized in Jesus' name and you are listening and you are in this place and you know that you know in your heart of hearts that you serve after the Lord, you are that beacon of light. You are that salt of the earth. You're the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire that's going to guide those people out of their spiritual Egypt and to the promised land. Amen? You are that person. I know sometimes it may seem like a huge burden to carry, but it really isn't. It really isn't. All you got to do is, like we tell people that are still in their spiritual Egypt, just take the step. Just take the step. Take the step toward that person. That's all it takes. That's really all it takes. Because we like to think a lot of times, like, if I take those steps, I'll be in control. It'll be, or if I don't, I'm still in control. But we're deceiving ourselves. 
But if we take those steps, God's like, you just take the step, I'm going to work in the background. You just take the step, I'm going to work in the background. You just take that step, I'm going to do the rest. You just take that step toward the person or the people or to the promised land. I will do the rest. Because, like I said, we don't do it or we choose not to do it. Or when we do it, if we don't have the outcome we're looking for, we feel like this can't be true. Or I'm not in control because this didn't happen or this didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to be. And we say, well, I'm not going to do it because uh, I'm not in control. We'll never be in control. All, the only thing we're in control of is our choices. Amen? But God is in control of the outcome. God is in control of the outcome. We just need to take the step. Don't worry about what happens. Let God handle that. Amen? Let God handle that. Amen? And help somebody out of their spiritual Egypt. Help somebody out of their spiritual wilderness. And be that light of the world. Be that beacon. Amen? Be that salt. Be that flavor to the world that they really do need. Amen? Amen? Let's, let's help somebody out. And let's help ourselves out. Amen? Amen. Thank you, church. That's what I have for you today.